your 50 point game. At what moment did you realize like, I'm hot? Was there a time in the game when you heat checked and you're like, okay, cool it. Or you heat checked <laughs> and you hit it and you're like, oh, I'm going to keep pulling. What was that like? So like the first half, I was like making all, like a lot of shots, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, like it was a third quarter. I'd hit a few shots in a row. And then like, I took like a contested, like fadeaway, one drill pull up and I got fouled and it went in. And I was like, wow. All right. You say, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm like, all right. It might be your day. Welcome back to Sometimes I Hoop. I'm your host, Haley Jones. Humble brag, retired Stanford Hooper now, and I've officially announced that I'm headed to the WNBA draft, so no bonus COVID year over here for myself. But this isn't about me. We've got a certified bucket joining us today. Quick brag for her, reigning Big East Player of the Year, led the country in scoring this year with 29.2 points per game, leading scorer in Villanova history and in the Big East, men or women, with 2,896 career points. Soon to be a part of the 2023 WBA draft class, none other than Maddie Segrist. Thanks for hopping on the pod. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Love watching it. Glad I could be a part of it. Oh, thank you. So you've recently announced that you're headed to the WNBA draft. Huge congrats. And I feel like this year announcing for the draft is extra special because we all kind of had that extra year of eligibility to come back so we could potentially stay, but we're deciding to leave. So all the announcements have been really exciting, but you left people guessing for a little bit. (laughs) Recently come to the decision or have you always known and kept it under wraps? Probably like January is where like, you know, I started talking about it with my family and I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to go. And then I don't know about you, but I like never think the season's going to end. And then when I like, oh my gosh, like I have to make a decision. And I already like kind of knew what I was doing, but like just talk it over again. And then now it's so funny. You have to like announce it where in the years past, like you haven't, it just like, you just either go or you stay. Yeah. COVID. No, definitely. I was like, am I making like a commitment graphic to a school? Like I'm back in high school again. I have to announce it to everyone and everyone's commenting like, oh no, stay. And some of my teammates said they were going to come back for a fifth year. And they're like, oh, what's Haley doing? Hey, what's Haley doing? I'm like, guys, I'm done. I've done my four. I'm graduating. I'm ready to go. But what moment in your career did you really feel like I'm ready for the WNBA? I could play in the WNBA. Probably like this year, like the way we like were able to host for the first time and like we were able to win those two games at home. Like it just felt like a natural like progression for me. And like, I thought it was going to be like super sad, like last game at Nova, but I was like more so excited for our team and like just for the program in general. And I was like, all right, like, I think, you know, this is a good way for me to go out. Yeah. I mean, you guys kind of bust onto the scene this year. Like, (laughs) I feel like a lot of people were like, Oh, Villanova, they're going to come out and do this and that. And all of a sudden you're hosting, you're going crazy in the Big East, all this stuff, which was so exciting to watch on the opposite of the country. It was so fun to just see you guys hoop and go crazy. But um, you kind of mentioned, you know, having those last games, you feel like you're ready for the next level. It was, you know, you're excited for the next thing. But what's got you most excited about joining the WNBA? What's the biggest thing you've been working on ahead of the draft? Kind of what are these very quick turnaround that we have, like week and a half looking like as we get into the draft? just like so many great players. I mean, it's so exciting. Like all these players are like, I grew up watching. I'm sure you grew up watching like, and now all of a sudden, like they could be your teammate. Like you could be guarding them. They could be guarding yeah, them. Wild. I'm just so excited for that. And like such a quick turnaround, like trying to like take a little bit of rest for your body, but then getting back into the pre-draft workouts. So just trying to like, you know, continue to get better, stay in shape. And just like this week's exciting. Cause you have like 
nothing's really in your control. So you're just like, all right, we'll see what happens. And then uh, I feel like once the draft happens, like everyone will be able to like navigate our life a little bit more. It's kind of like the recruiting process all over again, but you have no power in where you're actually going to (laughs) go. But what has this kind of process been like for you where, you know, are you getting caught up in projections? Is it just kind of being happy about the experience? I know for me, I'm just like, I'm excited to go and getting the call and be like, oh, you're invited. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Like I'm just trying to take it every day, right? So what are your kind of feelings headed up to the draft, being there, hearing your name called? Yeah, I'm like so excited. You know, when they called me like, we want you in New York. I was like, this is great. I really haven't looked at the projections a lot because like, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like <laughs> stuff always changes and it's like, it's not that accurate. And like, no matter what, I'm like, I'm not even gonna look at that, but totally recruiting process vibes. That's exactly what I feel like trying to like, I'm like looking at all these teams, like who you talk to, stuff like that. You're like, all right, well, maybe, maybe. And I'm like doing this, like you feel like a senior in high school. Yeah. But I kind of like that you have like no control over it. So you could just like try to enjoy it. Like the outfits, like all my teammates at Nova were like, we're going to help you pick out your outfit. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like one of my uh, former teammates was like Miss Delaware, like um, the beauty pageants. And oh, wow. the first thing she said, like, congrats, like send me like a million different outfits. And I was like, I got you. Like, I know you're going to have like a million business casual stuff. Like, let me just do it all. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So Thank you, girl. For sure. So that was like such a relief, which because like, then at least I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about as many things. Yeah, no, that sounds like just, you know, your fairy godmother just, oh, I'll do it all for you. There you go. For so sure. do we get to have a sneak peek about what we're wearing? Is it under wraps? What do we get to know? Um, well, it didn't come in yet. Like she ordered it. So okay. I'm just hoping that it fits great. Obviously, I have a couple of backup options and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but something, you know, a little unique. Um, I think I'm going to wear white, but I have a black option too. So you got to really keep the options open because you never know. <laughs> yeah. You know, seriously, I'm definitely going to overpack and be like, okay, do I still like it today or do I need something else? Because I'm the type where I can try it on and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. And then it gets to the event and I'm like, I look awful. I hate everything. My hair doesn't look right. My makeup sucks. So I'm going to need to bring options. Oh, for sure. So you mentioned we talked about kind of your last run at Nova and you guys made it to the Sweet 16. And I know Joe Biden picked y'all to win it all. And that's quite a presidential nomination <laughs> to have. He's a ride or die for sure. But uh, we both ultimately got knocked out earlier than we wanted. And now that the tournament is officially over, we got to talk about the championship game. Oh I mean, gosh. it was crazy. LSU snatched that ring. But how crazy was that for you watching? Did you have any predictions? What was that like? I didn't have those two in my final. I had South Carolina. I just thought, you know, they played so well all year. Mm-hmm. So exciting. I mean, two of the most passionate, exciting teams, like going head to head. And like both teams have like brought so much exposure to women's yeah. basketball. Like I just feel like that game was like wild. It was crazy. Watching it, I was just like, I don't know. The first quarter, it was back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And then Miss Jasmine Carson came off the bench. It went stupid. I was oh, watching the game. Gosh. I was like, when she hit the buzzer beater to go in the halftime, I saw her throw it up. I said, oh, no way. I literally was in shock when it went in. I know whenever I'm doing a scouting report and like they're like, oh, this player, she's, she's capable. She she's yeah. this and that. And then I feel like it's always them and they come out and just go crazy. And I bet it was so frustrating for the other team to watch that. Oh, for sure. I think they said what they have like three threes in the game before or something like that. And then they came and 
it was something crazy, like seven or eight at the half. Like, yeah, there's not a lot you could do. And a lot of the shots were like contested, crazy threes. And I'm like, and they just swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. I was like, wow. Yeah. What an entertaining game. LSU rose to the occasion. They really did coming out. And I mean, I remember I was watching some interviews about how they were saying they weren't going to let Iowa guard them the same way that they guarded South Carolina. They're like, we're going to shoot it. And I was like, okay, let's see it. And then they did. And I think it really took everyone by surprise. But I feel like LSU has been playing with that confidence all year long. Like they've been like, oh, everyone's doubting us, this and that. And they played into that narrative and then they made it happen, which is, you know, all the respect to them for making that work. But um, I feel like we got to discuss some of this championship tea. What do you think about those technical fouls that were called? Yeah, I don't know. It's like so tough. You're just like passionate. You're in the moment. It's the biggest stage. So the fouls were just tough all the way around. Like it was such like a, they were calling like so many. And like both teams like, you know, like got hurt by it. And you're like, you're trying to watch, you want to watch both teams at their best. No, I totally agree. I think that it was just so many of like the notable players that people are there to watch angel getting in foul trouble yeah early. she was on the bench in the first half and exactly. that was the craziest part how lsu was up in the first half with arguably their best player on the bench i think it just shows what a strong team they have yeah seriously i think that it really showed the depth that they had and i feel like a lot of like all year long they're like oh you know angel flage alexis isn't that but then mm-hmm. you have people coming off the bench and making yeah. these huge plays on the biggest stage possible I mean, it just showed how deep they were, which I think was a shock to a lot of people watching. For and sure. I know Twitter after the game was popping off crazy, talking about Angel giving the John Sienna, talking about all that stuff. What are your thoughts on it? I know for me, I was just kind of like, you know, that's what she's been doing all year. And I yeah. think it's just showing like, that's who she is. And I think it's respectable that she's going to do that on the base of stages as she's been doing all year. And, you know, there's going to be showboat in the game. You just want a natty. Nobody's going to tell you anything like yeah. do your thing. I think it was I think it was dope to see. And I think, honestly, you know, she said a lot of great stuff in the press conference afterwards just about, you know, there's differences and she was going to be herself, which I respect. I'm here for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone shows their, you know, emotions, their excitement, their happiness, especially in that moment differently. So I just like chalk it up. It's the game. Like you're just caught up in the emotions. Like that's, you're right. She's been doing that all year. And she said like, this is how I play. Mm It's how I play my best and I'm not going to do anything different. I mean, they just won the national championship. So clearly, you know, (laughs) it's working. For sure. I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, impressive players talking about Angel and Caitlin and the Natty game, but who were some of the most impressive players this year from your perspective? And then kind of going further, were there any girls that surprised you that you didn't see come in and just went crazy this year? I didn't watch Virginia Tech a ton this year until like the Elite Eight, Final Four. Georgia Amor, I was so impressed the way she could shoot the ball. I know she's been doing it all year. I guess like I haven't watched the ACC a ton just because like it's usually like we're playing on the same nights. Um, mm-hmm. I was overly impressed. I was like, wow, just didn't even need any space or any room. And the confidence, like uh, no shot for her from three was a bad shot because of, you know, how confident she shot the ball. No, I totally agree. I think Georgia went off. I know we have an Aussie Agnes on our team. And she's been telling us all year. She's like, y'all, y'all <laughs> better watch my girl, Georgia. And we were like, okay, okay. I played her. In USA, I was like, okay, I know I know she's a bucket, but the way she yeah. was shooting it when they were in Seattle, she took that game over. I was like, you are just, just lights out. 
And it's amazing to see, like, she misses one and she's like, oh, whatever. Like, let it go. I got confidence the next one. She was shooting yeah. stepbacks in the face, this and that. I was like, you're getting buckets, dude. Like, you're wilding out right now. It was wild. Yeah, I, I was so impressed by their team. I mean, Elizabeth Kitley, like, she's great, too. They're just their whole team was exciting to watch. And I thought the LSU-Virginia Tech game was really inter- it was crazy. Like, just game of runs, like, going back and forth, like, Looked like Virginia Tech was going to pull away. Then LSU comes back and ultimately wins it, which was, you know, makes it so much more exciting. Yeah, I think the Final Four this year was just so exciting because I think just on top of the close games, in every game that happened in Dallas, it was two completely different styles of playing basketball, right? Like yeah. South Carolina and Iowa, like two opposite teams. Couldn't be Same further apart. Virginia Tech and LSU, like they couldn't be more opposite playing style. So it was really interesting to see how they matched up. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys only lost, what, one? You only lost your conference game to UConn, which uh, is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, I bet that's circle on your calendar every year. But <laughs> what is that atmosphere like playing Connecticut? Oh, I mean, they have some of the best fans in the country. They have some loyal, loyal fans. They Like when we played them, Mohegan Sun, it's in Connecticut for the Big East Championship. And... They're like such like great fans for them. And they're so respectful. Even after the game, you're walking around, everybody with the UConn shirt comes up and is like, oh, great job. Like they're just so respectful fans. And I guess you don't really see that a lot yeah. now. Cause you know, you see someone coming over, you're like, oh boy. And they like, yeah. hey, what a great job they think you did. And like your team, and they liked this. I'm like, wow. I was like, you know, taken back. But you know, just playing UConn, they're so tough. And I, I think they're going to be really, really good next year. Mm-hmm. They return a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of teams this season, they return like a great core. And I know UConn will, I know even South Carolina, you know, they're losing that senior class, but they still have a great core returning and a great freshman class. So I don't think there's going to be any drop off really anywhere with the college basketball scene next year. No, for sure. And like so many of the stars are so young, which just makes it more exciting, even though like, I'm not sure who LSU loses, but Angel Reese will be there, Kateri Poole. Like, it'll just be exciting to you know, see them again and then, you know, try to defend the national title. No, for sure. I think it'll be really interesting. But, you know, kind of back to your Nova season, what was your favorite game of the season? Like where the friends brought it, your team played well, you played well. It was just, it was just chef's kiss all around. Everybody firing on all platforms. Probably the Florida Gulf Coast game to go to the Sweet 16 at home. That was like sold out for us. Just such a great atmosphere. Everybody played well. We just like really got it going, um, which just made it like the crap, like it just made it so much fun. And then like knowing it was an NCAA game. So, you know, there was a little pressure and everybody was just excited. And then we played Creighton earlier and we lost to them at home. And then we played them the second time around uh, there. And like, that was a huge game for us. And that was another game. It felt like every shot, anybody on our team put up went in and we had like so many players step up and like I think almost every kid scored in that game so that those are probably two of the most exciting games we had yeah those sound dope I mean sellout crowds are truly it's an undescribable environment and I know Florida Gulf Coast we play them in Hawaii they're tough like the way they shoot the ball and they play so fast is so tough Y'all rose the occasion y'all y'all went crazy in that game and I mean (laughs) you had to for that sellout You know, when people ask me what I'm going to miss about college basketball and this and that, I think it's those types of crowds where like college fans have so much like heart and connection to you where you really aren't going to experience 
that type of passion when we end up going pro, like it's just not yeah. going to be the same. So what's the biggest thing you think you're going to miss about college basketball as we move into this next phase of our careers? Probably, you know, the fans, like they just like watch you grow up, I feel like. And they were like, so like, you're right. They're so invested in your whole life. And there's nothing like, you know, playing the home game in college, like, especially by the time you're, you're a senior, like you're so comfortable. You've done it a million times and like, you know what to expect. The starting lineup since your video on the board, like mm-hmm. that's like that whole like home home college game like that's what I'm gonna miss the most like probably about Nova and like I know you'll have it at the next level it's just you know just a little different yeah it'll be different mm-hmm. and, I mean like Nova's a basketball school too like yeah y'all got that fan <laughs> on lock I mean I've seen the games it looks wild but so a running debate we've had on the pod is the best conference in the country I've been Pac-12 strong all year all year yeah. but I feel like you know if I were to have an unbiased opinion, which I don't, but if I <laughs> if I hypothetically were, seeing how things ended up playing out in the tournament, having two SEC teams in the Final Four, and them having the Natty champion, I feel I like I might I might I unbiased know. biased Pac-12, obviously, but unbiased, I might have to shift my vote to the SEC. But what, yeah. what where would yours go? So biased, I'm going to say the Big East. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm going to die on that hill. Um, you're probably right. SEC is unbiased. Like they're pretty tough. And I feel like from top to bottom, there's not that big of a drop off, which I think makes them. So I I forget how many teams they had in the tournament, but I feel like it was like a lot. They had a good amount. Six or seven. Yeah. Something like that. That sounds right. Probably kills me to say it, but probably. (laughs) But I mean, I know a lot of conferences were deep this year. I know ACC, I think they had the most tournament. Big 10. I feel um, like people have slept on the Big Ten in past years, but this year they got a lot. Talking about you got Indiana, Maryland, just yeah. this goes on and on, Iowa. Yeah, but like Michigan was good. There's, there's a bunch. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm forgetting about Ohio State too. Like, geez. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, it just shows the parody across women's basketball nowadays. It's so amazing to see just like the growth in how much talent there is across the country because – in years past, it was really just, you expect this program to go to the Final Four every single year. This program is going to win. This is where all the talent goes. But I feel like out of high school, there's a lot more girls spreading the wealth of talent. And then there's even like sleepers who may not even be McDonald's All-American, ESPN, top, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's really showing that rankings don't really matter anymore. It's really who shows up, who's going to put in the work and just improve the most when they get to school. Yeah, for sure. I think like just seeing how strong all these conferences are like this was probably the first tournament in like a long time that like you couldn't have predicted those four. Yeah. In the final four. Like I felt like there was no like as much as South Carolina was the favorite, like maybe there was no real favorite. Like there were so many games that I was watching and I was like, I have no idea who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And I think like that makes it so much more exciting because you see so many upsets on the men's side you know, that makes it like people want to watch. And I feel like this year, like everyone was like, I'm watching the women's tournament. Like yeah. the Iowa South Carolina game, like so many people that like, I feel like I talk to who like aren't women's basketball people, like don't normally watch. Like, I can't wait for this game. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. I'm like, make sure you watch the next one too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't forget about the next game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. More. <laughs> but no, I can agree more. The viewership is off the charts, which is so amazing to see.
let's talk about AAU. For AAU, did you think that there was kind of a game or tournament where you performed crazy, went stupid, that put you on the map to start getting recruited? So I was like, my situation's like a little was a little different. Like I wasn't really highly recruited until like right before my senior year, like that last summer. So I would say I think DC was the big one. And I think I had a great tournament. And like that's when I started to get like a lot of my like bigger offers. Yeah. It's crazy that like one literally one tournament could like put yeah. you on the map or like make a school interested or not interested. Like looking at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like these 15-year-old kids, like their whole where they're going to end up literally is <laughs> determined Seriously. in a weekend. Seriously. So you mentioned your recruiting process was a little bit different. Tell me about it. What what made it different? You said, you know, one tournament that DC run kind of put you on the map, changed the trajectory. So yeah. what was your recruiting process like? So I was like a lot of like, you know, smaller division one schools. I grew up like upstate New York. I went to like a small high school. I played on the Adidas circuit, good team. A couple of my teammates like played lower division, like, you know, mid lower division one. But I wasn't on like any of the list um, that you're talking about. Like I guess like kind of a sleeper. Nova was my biggest offer. And I just came and fell in love with the school. And I was like, might not play, but I was like in my head, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna work really hard. Whatever my role is gonna be on this team, like I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability. And like kind of just, you know, worked your way up, you know, freshman, you don't really know if you're gonna play a ton. Like I didn't yeah. start right away and yeah. then you start starting and then just watching it, you know, progress over your college career. Looking back now, like, I wish like, you could tell like your freshman self, like, oh, like, just keep going. Like, you got this because like, you have no idea. And like, yeah. I always think of freshmen, yeah. you know, coming in now and they're like, like, they have no idea where it's going to go and where it's going to take them, which is so exciting, I think. Yeah, seriously. Like freshman year, you literally have no idea how things are going to go. Like you come in and you're like, None. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be rookie this. I'm going to start. But sometimes there's honestly, there's a rude awakening your freshman year. That freshman summer, I know for me, was rough. I was getting worked every day yeah. at practice. Oh. It's tough. But I feel like for you, for both of us, actually, freshman year, we both had like injuries that kind of hindered our freshman year. Yeah. And it, it's tough. It's tough to deal with. But for sure. how how did you kind of approach the comeback that you had to then come in your second year and be prepared the way that you were? Yeah. So my plan was like not to red shirt, like Villanova in the past, like red shirts, a lot of kids, like just to give me a year to get ready. And I was not going to do that. And then mm -hmm. it's like second day of practice, break my ankle, have to get screws. And I was like, I'm coming back. Like, that's the mentality I had. I was like, I'll pull the red shirt this year. Like I'm going to come back and play 15 games. Luckily by the time, like that was my mindset all through recovery. And luckily my coach at the time was like, no, no, you're not coming back for 15 games. No, no, no. no you're going <laughs> to do it. And he always was like, even now he's like, well, you're going to thank me one day. Like, is today the day? And like, I haven't thanked him yet. One day. Not yet. Yeah. You're like, I roll. You're like, like, okay, dude. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Cause I feel like there's, that was so tough. Like just watching, but in a way, like it propelled me for the next year to be able to like see the game, have a year under your belt of like, just getting used to the practice, the physicality, the girls. And like, all I could think about now is like, just, I'm going to, we're going to be like channeling that in a few weeks. Like when you get to training camp and you're like back at the bottom, you're almost like a freshman again. Yeah, seriously. You know, moving into camp, there's probably going to be a few ego checks that we're yeah, all going to have to sure. deal with. Because you mentioned earlier, we're about to be playing with people that we've looked up to our whole lives. And it's about to be pull up 
all right, match up with somebody crazy. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> match up with Brianna Stewart, match up with <laughs> Kelsey Plum, yada, yada, yada. And you're like, oh, just guard them. Yes, like, we'll do. Yeah, what don't they do well? Okay, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, so where's your weakness? What? Where do I, how do I make this happen? Yeah. But, um, you know, kind of back to what you've done at Villanova. You were the fastest in history to reach a thousand points. And doing that in 50 games is absurd. It's unheard of. When you entered Villanova and, you know, come back from injury, did you have those expectations? Did you have goals like that? Or did it just kind of start shaking out that way? I had goals like to score a thousand points in college, like stuff like more like I think normal, more achievable goals. And then I feel like it just, you know, started happening. And like, I, I never like really try to read into like the records or anything too much. Cause I think like when you get that in your head, you don't play your best, like, yeah. or at least for me. And just like having the mindset, like if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. And that just makes me play so much more like calm and loose. And then you're able to, you know, do whatever you have to do for your team. Um, You could speak on this too, but like, as I've gotten more mature, like in the game, like it's become like, so much you think so much less we're like when you're a freshman and like even sophomore like your mind's racing and you're like oh my gosh I I have to do this like I really want to make this shot like we're like by the time you get to junior senior like nope I'm just going to do the best I can like and take the same shot every time like if it goes in great if not I'll take the next one you play your best when you're playing free and calm because when you're all worked up and stressed then it's just you're overthinking you're in your stress and you're tense and it's all this stuff but you know, the reason why we play is because we love it. And so sometimes it's hard to keep that in mind when things aren't always going your way. It's like, oh my gosh, I suck. Why am I doing this? <laughs> All this randomness. But, you know, as you get older, I think I think it starts to get easier, as you said. You know, kind of talking more about your Villanova career, has there been a film session horror story or like your worst game that you played that's just burned into your memory? Yeah. <laughs> oh, please share. Like please there's share. always one. Um, so I was a freshman and we were playing Seton Hall, who at the time, like they were one of the top teams in the Big East. They're always, you know, super athletic, like just play so hard. And we had beat them earlier in the year. And like, I'm not sure if we really should have beat them. Like we had squeaked by and like, it was like one of those games, everything was going your way. Then we were playing them at Villanova and it was towards the end of the game and I just like was like horrible. Like I was a freshman and like the plays were like for me to get a shot, but then I'm like just rushing it. And it was like pretty much last five minutes all went downhill. We ended up losing on a offensive rebound off of their foul shot. Like they got their own rebound, put back M1 game was over. And I remember like going to the locker room and like Harry was the coach at the time. And he was like a little more eccentric yeller type vibe and I'm like sitting there and like I was in the like on the side and he was like no like Maddie like sit like I had to move seats and I was like right in the middle and I just got like killed like and it wasn't even like for like I thought it was about missing the shots like missing a couple shots on the stretch it was kind of like not boxing out on the rebound and I just stood there and I was like just like you just take it and I was like no I, I know I'm wrong like I'm wrong and then the worst is that you foul her like I'm like no no I know I know and like trying not to like cry you're just like <laughs> and now like every time like one of the freshmen gets yelled at I always think of that I'm like you're really fine like you're gonna be okay like sun's gonna come out <laughs> <laughs> don't worry I can't even imagine the amount of times that you probably had to watch that clip of that award oh, 
Yeah, too many. And it's torture. It's torture every time. It doesn't get easier. Like every time you watch it, it's just like, oh my God, I just want to like tear at my face so bad. But that's quite a substantial horror story that you have. <laughs> I've, you know, been yelled at, but being told to move seats for like better view. Yeah, you know, like to be in the line of fire. That's hardcore. That's tough. And all you can do is take it. And you yeah. just got to hold back the tears. You got to stay strong. And I remember the worst was like, was like asking a question and like, you know, sometimes like they ask like rhetorical questions yeah, and you like no shouldn't winning. answer. So I'm like sitting there, don't respond. And he's like, no. And then he repeats it. And then I'm like, no, I know I didn't like, I didn't box out. Like, he's like, do you know what you did wrong? And I was like, uh, and then you're like caught, like, do you say anything? Like, do you not? Like, yeah. I feel like that's always the toughest with coaches, like trying to figure out to say something back or not. Yeah. And there's no winning. Anything that no. you say, it backfires in your face. Two weeks later, it'll be like, oh. and remember what you said? And you're like, oh. You're like, I'm so sorry. It's like, <laughs> oh, why didn't you box out? Oh, I forgot. Oh, so you just forget everything. Or it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, I lost my girl. Oh, so so you didn't see your ball in your man. <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh my God, there's no winning. There's no winning. No. You've got to take it. But um, you guys were ousted by Michigan last year in the tournament. And then you guys hadn't made the tournament in a few years before that. So you yeah. really stepped it up each year as a team to now this year making the Sweet 16. So what do you think has been the biggest difference as a team or just kind of as a program as you move throughout it? Because you kind of came in and changed the trajectory of it. So what have been the biggest changes that you've seen? Well, I think like last year, like we definitely used that as motivation and like for this year and like the year before that, like I forget how, what round of the NIT, but it was like maybe like the third round. Like we went far, but like that's not where we wanted to be. Yeah. And just kind of using the year before as like a stepping stone. And like, we were fortunate this year, it was like a bunch of us have played together for a while. So just when you have that chemistry, I feel like you're playing so much harder, smarter, and like for each other. And I feel like once you, like you said, knowing like what your teammates do really well, how to incorporate them, like where, where do you throw the ball to them? Like, and mm -hmm. I just felt like it, it just started to click. Like the more you played together, like whether it was pickup and then, all fall and then just getting to the season by this year, I just felt like, you know, we were really meshing really well early and then everyone wants to be playing their best basketball in March and not November. So just trying to, you know, continue to, you know, grow each game of the year. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a growing process and the teams who end up taking it all the way in March are the teams that never really hit that peak. They continue yeah. to grow. And I think having that chemistry, like you talked about, makes all the difference truly. And it's like the relationships that you create off the court with your team, they play into how well you like know each other, just making cuts without even having to tell one another. It all, it all really comes into play. But, you know, back to your just craziness on the court, your 50 point game. At what <laughs> moment did you realize like, I'm in the zone, I'm hot. Like, was there a time in that game when you heat checked and you're like, okay, cool it. Or you heat checked and you hit it and you're like, oh, I'm going to keep pulling. What was that like? It was like the third quarter. So like the first half was like, I was like making a, like a lot of shots, but it wasn't like anything like crazy. Like it wasn't like, oh my gosh, like I had like four foul shots because they got like a double technical. So that was right before the half. And like, so that put us like, we were up like, it was like a close game. And then we got up like 10, probably going into the half. It was a third quarter. I'd hit a few shots in a row. And then like I took like a contested like fadeaway one drill pull up and I got fouled and it went in. And I was like, wow. All right. You say, yeah, let's so do it. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. It might be your day. 
you know, some days that's just how it feels. Like every shot's going in. And that was one of the days. And then like toward in the fourth, like then my teammates are just throwing the ball to me every time. They're like, oh, no, yeah. no, don't pass. Like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> get to 40. And then they're like, no, no, go for 45. And then like, they're like, no, I'll get 50. And you're just like, keep, and you know, it's all credit like to them. They just like, yeah. keep feeding you the ball. And like coach keeps running plays. Cause by that time it looked like we were going to win. And and then by the time like I subbed out and everyone got to play that game, which like made it so like fun. Like cause I feel like those games where everyone plays, everyone's playing well, like there's nothing more you could ask for. Yeah. I mean, those are the best types of teammates to have where it's like they're so happy yeah. for you. And then on the reverse, you sub out and you see yeah. the teammates who may not get in as much and you're just as hyped going as crazy. Yeah. It's so much fun scoring and playing and like I'm all that jazz, right? But like when I see those teammates who don't always get to go in, but like you see them working so hard, they're working the same amount as you are at practice every single day. Yeah. And then they get out there. I'm like, shoot it. They're at half court. Shoot it. I so like go crazy. It's so exciting. But um, that 50 ball, that that's some serious. That is crazy. And I mean, you had no games this year with less than 21 points. So was there something this like the previous summer where you were like, you know, I'm working on this. I want this to be so much sharper this season. What was what was your offseason training like? Just like I worked real hard on the fadeaway, just trying to, you know, keep the ball high, shoot it high. Just I think that's like a tough shot to guard. And then I watched a ton of film. You know, you watch yourself, but I watched um, Elena Deladon in college because, you know, she got it double, triple teamed a lot. And I knew, you know, I coming into this year, I, that was what I was going to, see so just kind of like watching how she was able to succeed through that and like you know not only score but pass get your teammates like had to like almost use you as a decoy sometimes so I think like just being able to watch that and like learn from that had helped me so much more because then I just went in like feeling confident like I'm a big film person so before I play the team like a game like I like to you know know what you're going into and know what you're trying to exploit and I think that just help me feel more comfortable when you're comfortable, you know, you're confident and everything takes care of itself. Oh, for sure. I mean, Deladon, you killed it. If that's what you were looking after, (laughs) you killed it. But I think, you know, kind of moving into the next thing here, NIL came out in college for the both of us. And for me, I didn't expect it to be during my college career, but I'm wondering for you, how, like, did NIL, when did that get real for you? When was it like, okay, like I want to reach out to brands. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I want to work out with this brand. When did it all kind of happen? I remember the first thing I was like, I'm going to have a camp in August. And I was like, that's something like, you know, you could do, it's easy. Like you weren't able to do it and like profit from it. So I was like, okay, like, let me start with that. Like you started with that, like t-shirts. Like those were the first like two things I did and like have continued to do over my career. And then I think like, as it picked up, like then like the more deals, like you get like I you know had an NIL agent like someone who was able to like manage it like kind of for you because I feel like if you're navigating it alone it's like tough trying to decide like what to do what not to do like you don't want to do everyone if it doesn't align with you and it's not like something you know you believe in but I I never really thought it was going to be a thing while we were in college either and just seeing like the platform it's given like student athletes and like the benefits. Like, I, I think it's great. I think, I, you know, I'm so glad they did it. I'm so glad, you know, we were able to wreak some of the benefits of it. Yeah. I mean, it has been amazing. And I think a lot of people have taken it in different directions. 
But I mean, you kind of mentioned you can't say yes to everything. You've got to set boundaries and some brands. It's like you don't want to work with brands that you don't even use their product or it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So what are kind of your like non-negotiables when working with a brand? How do you wade and kind of figure out, oh, I like this about a brand. Oh, I'll work with you. And oh, this isn't what I'm really into. What are your non-negotiables there? I guess like it depends, like, do you use it or not? Like if it's something like you use a lot and they're going to give you the product and I'm like, oh, great. Like that's a bonus. Yeah. Love it. Then like how long it is. Like if it's like, you know, is it one post? Is it like five posts? Um, you look at the money side of it, but I feel like it's given, like, it makes you think about these things that like you wouldn't have to think about until you're done college. So just like now, like going into pro, like I feel like everyone's so much more prepared. Like I feel like you've already like had like a little bit of the business side and like you have to think about like managing your money and like setting yourself up for success in the future, which is like something most like 18 to 22 year olds like don't do at all. No, it's true. It definitely puts us into like a different scenario than a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't get it who are outside of the world. But I mean, you're completely right. It depends on a lot. You know, if brands want to say, oh, we can give you all these amazing things, but it's going to be 20 social posts. I'm like, hey, now what? (laughs) How many? Like, that's a lot. Yeah. So it's definitely something that you really got to navigate and figure out what's most important to you. Do I like what the brand stands for? Do I even use their product? It's a mix of things. But it's definitely something that you have to learn too. Like, you know, now you got to do taxes. Like I I didn't know how to do that. Thank gosh, my mom's an accountant. Like she handles all that. But there's just different things that come with it that you don't really think about. We'll head into our last section here called our vibe check. It's going to be rapid fire answers. Okay. We've had some guests who are not the best at rapid fire. So I hope that (laughs) you can can stay strong for me here. Yeah, yeah. But here we go. Ready? Mm -hmm. What's the drill you never want to see on the practice plan? Six, four, six. What is that? It's like a sprinting drill. Three oh. times down and back, two backwards and three more. In a home. Uh, yeah, immediately no. Uh, would you do game winning shot or game winning block? Shot. Okay. What's your off the court go-to shoe? Probably I have like navy and white dunks. I feel like I wear them all the time. <laughs> dunks are a classic. I got yeah. you. And one or three pointer? Probably N one. N one. Yeah. Everyone yeah. gets so hyped. <laughs> I'm, I'm an M one girl. You yeah. get hyped. Where's the toughest place to play? At UConn. <laughs> yeah. What's your go-to trash talk line? I'm not a big trash talker. You're not? Okay. No. See, me either. I'm always one to respond, but I'm never it, one to It just it. like depends. And then like if someone says something to me, a lot of the times like I think they're like actually talking to me. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> like what'd you say? Like, I'm like, I'm not really good with trash talk. I just, I'm not, I don't think quick enough for it. And I'm like trying to get in the zone. <laughs> I think that like, honestly, if someone's trash talking you and you're like, what? It honestly deescalates the whole situation. Yeah. Who wants to repeat it? Because then at that point, you just look stupid. So that's a way to go about it. <laughs> awesome. That's a new tactic. I've not heard. <laughs> so are you an ice pack or an ice bath girl? Ugh, I prefer the ice pack, but a lot of times they would prefer us to ice bath. Yeah, understandable. Um, What would be your biggest basketball ick? When people travel before they like, make a move. I just, I don't know. I'm like, put your pivot foot down. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it when they don't call it. And I'm on uh, defense. I'm like, like, the kid's walking. I know, I'm looking around like, are we going to call it? What is this? <laughs> Very frustrating. Yeah. What college has the best facilities? I'll take Xavier. Really? They've been down in our league, but they have one of the nicest arenas I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Okay, interesting. interesting. Yeah. I love to hear it. It's a new one. 
Um, and then what's your best impersonation of Coach Dylan? Whenever she says Madison, that's like when you know, I'm like, oof. I'm like, oh, okay. the full name. Yeah. The full name. Okay. Yeah. I'm I like, get, I get oof. that. You're like, oh, I'm in trouble. I've done something yeah. wrong. She's like, Madison. And then I know, I'm like, all right, did something. Like, some, something's going down now. And then lastly, in less than a week, we're going to be on a new team with new fans for the fans that may not know. So what I need from you, you got to describe type of player that you are and what type of player this new team is going to get. Versatile. Doesn't stop moving. <laughs> oh, okay. And relentless. Oh, th- those are good. Those are those are some good pillars to lay on. That's good. That's good. Okay, well, um, Maddie Madison, this is this has been an amazing time having you on. And thank you everyone so much for listening. We'll be back later in the week for another episode of Sometimes I Hoop. Thanks again for being on, Maddie. Thank you so much for having me. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to Sometimes I Hoop. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Haley.Jones, that's no I in Haley, and three S's in Jones, to get all the Sometimes I Hoop content. You can also watch the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Thanks again for all your support. The Players Tribune.com.